If you know me at all, you know that death is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? Can we get on to the main issue? Uh, about what? <laughs> about ziplining. About ziplining? Why? Why is ziplining not taken off as a mode of transportation? I, I think the it is, depending on wherever you are. The infrastructure isn't there. I know clearly. that it's, it's for ecotourism. There's a lot of ziplining. Uh, yeah, there's no infrastructure there, but that's not a reason to not try it. We could build the infrastructure. Well, would you do that before you did a public train system? Well, no. I think you add this in addition to whatever you're working on. Could you do them both simultaneously? Yeah, one well, would go right down the side. You can see which goes faster. <laughs> but like... I know that you can't go up on a zipline, but yeah. there's plenty yeah. of ways, but you're still, it at least solves half the problem. It's also very specifically between two points. Right. So how do you get back? It's just like a bus stop. How do you get back? Well, that's a, take public transportation. <laughs> do you have to relaunch every time you hit one of those stops? Uh, I think you're only going to one place. Well, see, then that's not an infrastructure that you can make scalable. Why not? Have you tried? You're acting like you already tried this. I just feel like this is a much more complicated endeavor. You're so negative. I Michelle. feel like you're oversimplifying. I this. think you haven't. I think that nobody's tried, and they just dismiss it without even thinking it through. Yeah. Fine. If you start it in Easton, I'll see how it goes. I'm trying to get some support for how it could work, not that it can't. Next, next time you go out, just see how rarely you need to take any turns, and it's mostly. I think most of your trips are just going straight, and you'll you'll notice that. Somebody help me with the quote. The you see things that don't exist and say, I can't. And I, I see zip lines that aren't there. Yeah. And, and think, why not? I think that's literally the quote. <laughs> it's, I don't see any problem with this plan. I know that there are, are safety issues, but that's true of any mode of transportation. Exactly. You can overcome that. Wear a helmet. Okay. Did you have anything to talk about? I mean, I was talking to you about how, as a guy, and as a guy who happens to be you know, have hair on his body. Um, Nobody wants to hear that. Newsflash uh, for all of you out there. Don't, don't paint um, the picture. Does anyone, did, Renan, uh, would you consider yourself a hairy guy? Yeah, kind of. This is getting now, out of hand do before we started. Do you ever have the sensation of when you're just walking randomly and some kind of thread from inside your clothes attaches to a hair somewhere on your body and it just sort of like, just uh, pulls, why do you, why do you it's like a Velcro. No, because th it's super annoying. This has never happened to me. Never once. No. How about wearing a scarf? Like, like sort oh, of. Oh yes, the scarf happens. The scarf, right? It's it's like it's like it it pulls a single hair off of your neck. Isn't as this you're, fabric based? Not, you not from my like it pulls my beard. Are you wearing a lot yeah. of linen? I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it happens like on my thigh sometimes, like just randomly, like denim. Uh, yeah, denim, but more 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 things a that gabardine? pill. More anything that pills. Burlap. I don't wear a lot of burlap. <laughs> I can see the. I problem. don't know what burlap is. Historical like burlap sack. Historical fact: um, the reason that people in olden times didn't smile in photos is because they wore burlap underwear. <laughs> there you go, mm -hmm. historian. Okay, right. Try. It. I'm just gonna let <laughs> tell, that one pass. Tell by. me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's not a common. I'm sure it's happened. Like I think with scarves or like on a jacket yeah. and a beard. I just, it just, like it the hurts. collar on a jacket. That I, I get, I get inordinately angry at, I don't know what. Do you think you have happens. a personal affliction? Is this something, is this just a, a problem that you have? I don't know. I mean, I mean, is maybe, it, maybe is it hair it could coarseness. Be, it could be hair coarseness. I don't know. Is it, it changed with age? 
Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to ask again, too. Well, do, I mean, we, do we really have to talk about this? <laughs> well, I mean, you can cut it out <laughs> if you want. I, 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 I thought it needed to be Is this a discussed. listener question? I just didn't know if you had gotten that I, listen, listener feedback. I, I tell you what, if, if any listeners are out there and they have also experienced this Velcro-like phenomenon with their clothes and their body hair, email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. Or I'm not sure we want those emails. Yeah, well, yeah no, I, no pictures, please. Can I inter- I don't want to have to interject this in post, yeah. but... If any listeners out there are interested in this, just don't email or, or tweet us. Just skip really? this part. Didn't know what time it was. The lights were low, oh, oh. I leaned back on my radio, oh, oh. Some cat was laying down some rock and roll. Not a soul, he said. Can I ask something? What, what do you want to ask? Could we introduce our guest? I think, I think we will. Our guest walked in has put on his headphones and he's here right now with us it's joel shelton professor in the international affairs department is it a program or a department it's, no, it's a, a program it's a program joel how are you doing it's great to be back oh good <laughs> that's good. good there you go friend of the show yeah, current, well, I, current I guest was, i think it was episode 13 maybe probably it's, somewhere it's, somewhere I in the remember. teens i yeah. think so that makes sense it, joel joel who are you wearing today who am I wearing <laughs> yeah. today? Uh, I thought we would start asking right. that of our guests. Yeah, I'm probably wearing something made at a sweatshop, unfortunately. Okay. Well, that's okay. Ben, who are but you not wearing? Uh, I'm wearing a flannel plaid. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Donna Karen or not. I, I would I would think it is. She's she's really good with plaids. And, and how's your hoodie? <laughs> so, Joel, how you doing? I'm all right, yeah. Semester's going. Yeah? How many classes are you teaching this semester? Just the usual three. Just Two the, senior seminars, mm-hmm. political economy. Yeah. Sounds like good stuff. Can, good we, stuff. can we tell listeners that Joel is visiting in the International Affairs Program? Yes. He was a professor in the Government and Law Department, mm-hmm. and he's a graduate of Virginia Tech's Indeed. PhD program. Good school. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. Mm-hmm. You too. Thank you. Uh, it's the most dominant school in this room. It is. It is. Yeah. A little by a factor of two to one. That's right. My math is correct. Uh, so you're going to Elon next Elon year. Elon University mm-hmm. next year. Tenure yes. track? Indeed. Very exciting. To teach political science? Uh, it's a position in global political economy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be in the political science and policy studies department. Cool. Now, how big is that department there? How big is the department? Yeah. Wow. You say, I, I'm, it's like I'm being interviewed all over again. Exactly. Right? Yeah. How do you yeah, think that, you would, add, a, how do you would you dozen, add to it? About a dozen folks. A dozen folks. They're yeah. listening probably. I would, probably, I would yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming everyone down there listens to this. Would how would so. you describe your pedagogical approach? <laughs> <laughs> and what about the uh, book that you wrote? I don't follow. And the book that I wrote, it, my book is titled, it's one of these great academic titles, That right? was one of those It makes no tricks. sense. Mm-hmm conditionality and the ambitions of governance mm. social colon, going sorry colon sorry. social transformation in southeastern europe and is that it are we done i think okay <laughs> there's no years like 1920 to 1974 no no the publisher insisted on the subtitle though they said the uh, that my um more poetic conditionality and the ambitions of europe that no one would know what that meant and i agreed so i i, I can vouch i don't know what yeah. that means um Michelle is nodding to me to ask, what does that mean? Because we know, but I yeah. don't think the interns do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a book about uh, the European Union enlargement into Southeastern Europe mm-hmm. and essentially the different socio-cultural transformations the European Union is trying to carry out there. And what I mean by that, without you know occupying all 45 minutes of our time here, mm-hmm. is essentially 
uh, the kind of drive that the EU has to transform societies in places that are uh, being considered for EU membership. So it's a book about governance, mm-hmm. its ambitions <laughs> to transform society, and then inevitably, occasionally, sometimes, the failure of those ambitions. So you like, like Game of Thrones. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Simon and I uh, have just this show. Just like Game of Thrones. Just I, like Game of I Thrones. think there's a, there's a contrast here, though. On this side of the table, Simon and I have the show, and we don't really have any idea how, how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's clear. But you wrote that book. How did you know, how to, how did you know that stuff? Like how you had I to mean? find out. You, you know how to, what you're saying. How much of the book is copied from Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> Zero percent. That's good. That's good. That's, yeah, a, that's a start. That's the right percent to, uh, to keep your career. This, is, a, this is from your dissertation? Uh, yeah, it's based on my dissertation, but I went and did some field research there, talked to some European Union folks, mm-hmm. talked to some Macedonian, I was in uh, Macedonia for a while, mm-hmm. talked to some Macedonian government officials, a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of reading of European Union documents, which are pretty, well, to say that's an understatement, they're very dull. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. So I, I read, a, to answer your question, I read a lot of documents, I read a lot of books, and I talked to a bunch of people. Now, you lived in Europe for a while. Yeah, uh, on two different occasions. Okay, now, yeah. now, what was occasion one? Occasion one was first year of graduate school. I uh, lived in Bologna, Italy, went to Johns Hopkins. They have a school there, a wonderful town. Mm-hmm. Lived there for a year. So, I, I always thought Johns Hopkins was in Baltimore. Apparently, it's not. It's in Italy. So, we learned something new. Right. On the show yeah, the, the whole school was packed up and moved there. That's so weird. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it was the recession. I brought... Uh, Ernest Hemingway's A Movable Feast with Me, great mm. book. And, um, you know, it really speaks to the experience of being in your early 20s and <laughs> being in a new place and yeah. sort of just the great appeal of that. But also the sort of sadness of that text, because, of course, he's writing it at the end of his life, looking back on yeah. being this young man in his 20s. Mm. So I, I took that with me. So yeah. did you, in your book, did you leave off the last paragraph? Because isn't that the suggestion he makes in A Movable Feast? I'm trying to do a deep literary cut. I wouldn't know that. I don't remember that. I should know that. But no, I, I indeed uh, concluded the book with vigor and then turned it into the publisher. Do you remember the last line? No. Wow. And all was well. Yeah. I, I remember good. it. That's how, that's what it was. Now, did you go, did you study abroad when you were an undergraduate? Only for a summer. I went to London. That was actually my first trip out of, uh, well, besides family trips out of um, eastern part of the U.S. So oh, it was wow. a big adventure. Oh, that um, sounds good. Spent a month in London with a professor from Virginia Tech. Mm. Charles Taylor, you may remember him. Um, you mean he's the guy that makes the shoes, Chuck Taylor. No, not <laughs> the not the dictator, nor the guy who makes the shoes. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. know. Uh, yeah, I don't know him personally. Yeah. You've been to Europe twice, once when you were with Johns Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Second time. The second time was dissertation research, and that was, it, it would be a stretch to say I lived there. I was there for four months, but it was a um, research exchange um, through Virginia Tech. They, uh, they partner with a school called TU Darmstadt, just outside of Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. It's a technical university, and um, it was kind of my home base to do research in Europe for four months. Did a, a, a young German student come and study at Virginia Tech? Yeah, that's how it worked. Do you think they're being interviewed in Germany right now? Probably not. Yeah. They, Do they still play 99 Luftballons a lot in Germany? I, I would think so. 99 Red I have no idea. They probably lo- lost a lot of those Luftballons. Uh, this is a tangent. Far be it from us to be tangential. Nope. I'm thinking of, uh, I've been kind of working this over for a while, but a good cover band name, I have two options and I want to get your sense of it. Okay. For um, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it's better to have 
Dexy's Midnight Joggers or Dexy's Noontime Runners. Mm, how about a different name, Midnight Runners? Yeah, why are you attached to this particular I just song? Think, well, I, I'm That's just, a good song. Or I, it's a good band. Or a good ba- I just band think if you're going to have a cover band play all their hits, this way you oh, only have to learn okay. one. Yeah. Gotcha. And you'd have the complete set. Oh, have you, have you listened to their whole album? Uh, I had the tape. And were there were there B sides? I think there, there must have been other songs. I never listened to any other one. <laughs> so what was the um, what was the default way of buying music in '84? Was it like eight tracks or what? Like, we, we would no, go to the you'd, you'd, five it was like and cassette. Nine. You'd pull up in your horse and buggy, and you would ask the uh, the salesman if you could purchase some music, and they would play it live, and then you would go home. <laughs> Paper uh, listen. Um, yeah, paper, paper listen, exactly. <laughs> right. All right, now, back on track. Back on track. The other point of questioning for Virginia Tech was just so I could slowly lead you so that we could have the conversation about our mutual supervisor, or our mutual advisor. It's Joel, who is your PhD advisor? Well, I had two, and I'm pretty sure the one you're thinking of is Timothy Luke. Oh my gosh, he was on my committee too. Wow. What a coincidence. <laughs> Can, oh, Simon, oh. did you know that? <laughs> I wonder if he's listening. We have overlap. You're basically the same person. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so familiar with conditionality and the ambitions yeah. of Southern Europe. That's why you had to explain Conditionality and the ambitions of governance. I, I even <laughs> messed up my own title earlier. It's okay. <laughs> that works. Tim's a good guy. He's Isn't very Southern Eastern Europe or Southern Europe? Southeastern. Okay. Right? So what is often referred to as the Balkans, but it's a rather pejorative word, so... Why? The Balkans. Because you get Balkanized. Well, there's an entire history of things being Balkanized, thought of as dangerous and efficient, disorderly, in need of intervention. Hmm. Yeah. I went for a while confusing Baltic and Balkans. It's an honest mistake. Nobody else has made this mistake? Are you just going to leave me out there? I'm not going to admit to it. I, I've, I've done that one playing Monopoly. <laughs> Balkans Avenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost a Monopoly yesterday. Did you? Don't bring it up. Okay, my bad. How often do you play Monopoly? Uh, I don't know. Maybe once a month. Who did you lose to? To uh, well, myself won. Yeah. We uh, I had a conversation with a colleague the other day who was making a common crack about how Monopoly is such a t- terrible game. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree, and I, I but I hear it a lot. People talk about how it's not a good game, and I hear like game makers talk about it on on radio shows and it just blows me away i don't know what they're talking about it's an amazing game what's wrong with it maybe i'm kind of pedestrian in this field but i I think they think it's uh it takes too long which is not true for us we play pretty quickly not compared to risk as far as board games go which are um all terrible it's no more terrible than the other board games it's fun like uh they're all terrible so when you play monopoly what's your strategy uh, can I say something about this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think Monopoly gets boring as you get older because when you're young, Monopoly is such a strategy game. You know, you like, it's incredible strategy. You need to think about all your purchases, plan ahead, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But as you get older, there's only one strategy. They all converge into what is luck. It? It's, it's buy whatever you can all the time. Hmm. Good strategy. My strategy is to buy. You yeah. buy everything. You never don't buy something. Which is saying the same thing two different ways. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> but there are, you know, sometimes I'll play with amateurs who like 
decide, oh, I don't think I'm going to buy it. Yeah, it's that's yeah. a stupid idea. Right. And then we have, if we're playing with like more than three of us, like the, if the, I wish you had inflation. If the I if, wish there was financial crisis. I mean, the strategy you're describing would, in a, in the real world, bring down an entire economy. <laughs> well, the they play with their grandparents a lot when there's four or five of us playing, which is a lot. So if we have that many people, then we have pretty set rules because you we make trades pretty quickly. But you can't make trades until everybody's gone around the board twice, at least twice. Now, because somebody always gets screwed in these trades, we have a homeowners association. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you have to, <laughs> trades have to be approved by a majority of votes in the homeowners association. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're circumventing the central lesson of the game, which is to show the rapa the rapacious quality of the landlord class. <laughs> no, yeah. man, we are never going to get sponsored by Milton Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh. I know, but we, uh, so that usually gets the game going because otherwise there's, uh, you know, one grandparent's always going to favor one of the grandkids. So I always get screwed in this system mm. and I'll never win. So we have to have some approval. The kids don't actually like the, the homeowner's approval process, but I, I really, hey, I really get, endorse it. Get used it. to it, kids. I, I really hate board games. Like, I can do Jenga and maybe Operation. Because all the pieces are different. Yeah, they're slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly is pretty taxing to friendships, so if you're, yeah. if you're not careful, you're going to end up in a giant fight. I think, I mean, this is a side note, you can cut this. Thanks. That <laughs> Michelle's use of the word tax was so great in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the, our, our listeners will recognize that. Yeah. We have a very intelligent... Uh, uh, listener base. We do, and and for the listeners, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to various breads and butters um, on WJRH and, uh, on WJRH 104.9. With us in studio is Joel Shelton. Joel, we were talking about grad schools. We were, we were, until you shared your hatred of board games. Did I? Did I start yeah. with that? That was yeah. you. you it didn't this. start yeah. anywhere else. It went from Tim week, Luke. We yeah, had, we yeah. shared an advisor, Tim Luke, and yeah. then you said, "I hate board games." That's how it went. And that took us oh. off ten minutes. Yeah. Thank so you. what I'm learning from this podcast, I was you know listening to uh, some previous episodes Good. before I came in. Does this feel like in keeping so far? It does, I think. But uh, you know, I, you hate Frank Sinatra mm -hmm. apparently, does. and you don't like Monopoly. So that's there we go. Yeah, us in a nutshell. And this is a good chance for me to not walk it back and not reverse my position but what i don't like is bad crooners and i think frank sinatra might have spawned that genre you are really walking it back now i think I josh think yelled all, at me josh church is a big sinatra fan i think it's all of the criticism you've been getting hold on on social josh, media uh friend oh, of the show friend future of the show guest? future guest yeah absolutely sorry, sorry oh boy josh. sorry josh not only you got your you have a, a wonderful well received book you uh, you're a, a beloved professor here you've got a job at a I I took a class with uh, Professor Shelton the, yes you know that, that means you're not boring yeah yeah, yeah that's true that R Renan R anybody who Renan has not taken a class from at this point he considers boring that's me well, that Renan's me. Renan's participation was excellent oh no, that was a yeah. very bad participation um, other uh, you want to share any personal news are there any Personal news. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. I you want to break the story? Wait, wait. I am engaged as of December 20th to uh, Mary Claire Thompson. What? In mathematics. Wow. Professor Mary Claire Thompson? The girl with the red hair? Yes, in mathematics. Wow. Indeed. Congratulations. Wow. There you go. Who known? Math and social theory. You An wouldn't have Another thought. Lafayette pairing. Now, wait a second. Did you guys know each other before you got here? We did not. You did not. Well, you got somebody to marry you. Oh yeah, that's right. Our 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 that's right. Our last guest, friend of the show, past guest, Chaplain Alex Hendrickson. She can marry you. She can.
when people are out together at a restaurant, I don't know how I feel when the two people sit on the same side of the table versus across from each other. Okay. And, mm. and at so, restaurants? Yeah. yeah, at restaurants. And I have, uh, when I've thought about this or talked about this before, uh, usually the answer comes about in a, in a few different ways. Mm-hmm. One is, that's weird, don't do that. One is, usually younger people might do that, don't see it so much with older ones. Okay. One is, they're European. And that's something Europeans would do. Europeans. Actually, there was a fourth one, which is, uh, you just see this in movies and, you know, they do that so you can oh, see both camera. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really like people watching, like, uh, like for example, if the table is next to the street, mm-hmm. people can imagine the French films where they have uh, tables and then only the chairs are on one side and the street's on the other side and then you can sit together and... Uh, we, we, right. we, uh, Rana, we actually have outdoor seating in North America as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, you yeah, know, stereotypical <laughs> French street kind sure. of situation that sure. I was referring to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joel, what do you make of this? I've done it a time or two, but it's not something I particularly, it's not a default sort of seating arrangement that I would, that I would, you know, find myself wanting to uh, sit in, can I say? Mm. Yeah. Well, I, l- let me ask you this. So, because I was at breakfast today with my lovely wife, Jennifer Tallarico. Friend of the show, former Form, guest. Former guest. Possible um, future guest. Why not? Return. So we were so we were sitting at a four top at a brunch place that we enjoy very much. Do you say that because you used to work as a waiter? No, no, because that's what she says, and so I, <laughs> I say it now. Four top. Um, so we're, we're we're at a table. So it was a square table where only one person per side could fit. Now, is it sitting on the same side of the table if we had a corner between us? No, no, no. That's not. No, the same that's, thing. Uh, that's that's not very different. Thing. That's yeah. different. Okay, because we do that. That's not, if it's that's a not large table, that's you not sort gonna, of want to sit at an angle, right? So you can communicate. It wasn't that large a table, but it, like I said, it was, I mean, thanks for trying to let you to get me out of this, Joel, but it was a table where one person could fit comfortably on one side. I, th- I think you're okay in that Are case. we okay? Are we okay, Joel, on that one? Yeah. If, if okay, I walk into a restaurant, be it in Europe, North America, Eastern. Or, or, or on TV, yeah. I'm not questioning what's up with this situation, which mm-hmm. is something I would say, like, why are they sitting on the same side of the table? Like, yeah. what, Maybe they're waiting about? people. What do you mean by that? Like waiting for people oh, to Oh, waiting arrive. for people. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, I thought they, maybe they're waiters. I mean, I think Renan's explanation is a good one. There's something to see by both people facing in the same direction yeah. that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Otherwise, it's just kind of strange. So you could do so. Maybe outdoor, it's more acceptable because there's lots of stuff to see. Yeah, or of course, if you're sitting in a bar, in which case it's great. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Although you know, bars are difficult. Last time I was I was at a bar with you, Joel. We were sitting. Have you ever tried to sit on the other side of the bar? No. Yeah. They <laughs> they do not. They frown upon that. But I but I have noticed that when you know if we go to a, a restaurant downtown, Third and Ferry Fish Market, for instance, they've got a great bar. They're not going to sponsor us. Ah, oh, damn it! But if you've got like more than two or three people. It get, or a lot or of even maximum. We, you're doing a lot of learning. We've we if you're sitting on the same side of the, like you can't really have a great conversation. Yeah, the, there's segmentation in your yeah. group and yep. many conversations break right. off, and it's you tough. find yourself sort of the sometimes at the end of your your friend group. Sure, and, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. good to be in the middle, but even then, you find yourself twisting, yeah. ignoring the person yeah. beside you. It's it's and very you feel burdened by it. You're thinking, I need to go talk to these other folks. Have yeah. I paid enough attention to that guy? Yeah. I feel burdened right now. Yeah. Just thinking right. about it. You have, you have many more choices and that's not, you don't want to have choices when you're in that situation. You mm-hmm. want it to be laid out for you. Absolutely. Because yeah, just imagine it's five people and you're the third one. You're going to have to either choose, am I going to the two on the right? Because the fourth person in that line is going to be the center of that three mm-hmm. person group. 
or do you have to keep pivoting back to the three on the left? Are you going to eventually stand up mm-hmm. and stand behind them? So then you kind of got your arms like on the shoulders, like, hey, guys. And just a note to Renata and Michelle, you'll experience this when you're old enough to go to bars, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, oh. I, what? I, I, I'm, I'm old enough. Are you? How old are you, Renan? 22.4. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Recently, um, I was with Lafayette alumni, and then the, like we were three individuals, and mm-hmm. they were like, oh, let's sit in the bar. And I was like, oh, how are we going to you know do this? But then they smartly chose a corner. A uh, corner of the bar sometimes works. But it's still, it's limited in terms of how many people you can do that with. Because if, yeah. if it's more than three Say or four. Say three, yeah. four, maybe, maybe. max. Yeah. Right. I'm still, I guess I'm not entirely comfortable that we're solving the problem. What do you think about when the uh, bartender joins the conversation? Uh, sometimes it's okay, sometimes not. Yeah, that's a bartender to bartender situation. I can't. Yeah. You can't generalize that. Like what if, what if you know the bartender? Has that ever happened to you? Probably. Was his name Sam? Yeah, Sam alone. No, if you're just if you're just tuning in, this is <laughs> <laughs> various breads and butters. Um, Lafayette WJRH 104.9. Um, do you want to, Joel? You want to take the quiz? Oh, there's a quiz. There's a quiz. quiz. You were not prepared for that. No, I was not. And okay. if if I recall correctly, the email said. You don't need to do anything to prepare except to show up. That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely misleading. Right. That's exactly. Very misleading. Exactly. In this case, but path. you've listened to past episodes. In this case, this is somewhat of a repeat quiz. In fact, I think it's the it's the third time we've done it. It's a mascot-themed quiz. Mm. And I know that we did one with uh, Jason Alley. We had one with minor league mascots. Former guest. And I know we show. had one, it was after your first visit, so it must have been the lost episodes back in the early 20s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Something. trying to remember on the way over if it was Don Cheadle or... Elizabeth Banks. I always get those confused. I do. I get them confused too. Yeah. Do you know what I remember most about my first visit? <laughs> What's that? It's when I predicted the collapse of Lehman Brothers and then like the next week, right? And then you <laughs> lost the show. And really, crazy. I mean, if you hadn't lost the show, really I'd be at Harvard. Have. Yeah, that's true. I, I really should have done something about that. Well, you can't stop tornadoes. And I think the the bulwarks weren't really uh, in place. Renan, Michelle, have you found those episodes yet? We're still working on it. Okay. Is that why you're asking about the format of my cassette tapes? You thought I might have had some <laughs> backups? Yeah. Oh. All right. So this is, uh, I'll ask the first question, and I think, um, Joel, you'll, you'll be fine with this, and probably everybody, but it's really for me and you. I want to participate. Is this sports related? No, just the first one. Oh, okay. No, it's not sports. It's colleges. These are college mascots. Oh, there'll be. It's actually you can have a bonus too. I'm going to say the college, and you have to say if this if their if their mascot is really the mascot, and then uh, if you can actually explain what it is. Yeah. Oh. What makes you think I'll have any particular expertise on this line of questioning? Because you currently work at a college. You will be working at and a you college. You went to a college here. before. Also, there were colleges. Lots of colleges in in your history. So, uh, first, and actually, you and I shouldn't. None of none of us in this room should answer it. Okay. Michelle and Renan, you have to answer this one. Mm. Virginia Tech Hokies. Is that their mascot? And if so, what is it? Good question. It must be something that is colored like gold and black. Okay. On tech. Okay. I'm going with Good. B. Oh. You're going with what? A B. <laughs> There's no multiple choice in this. <laughs> no, you're confusing <laughs> Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech? Maybe. Virginia Tech is not black and gold. They're not the same. Although thing. Georgia Tech is. I thought oh, you were okay. answering a multiple choice question. Said B. No, Can no. I pick B just as the multiple choice answer? Man, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Joel Philemon. Orange and maroon. Very, very fashionable colors to pair together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is a hokey? Uh, is it a minor or something? 
No, a hokey is a uh, actually a made-up word. It was made up as part of a cheer. I don't know the year at uh, at what used to be Virginia Polytechnic Institute, and uh, back when they called it VPI, and it was hokey, hokey, hokey high that's tech a, tech VPI. That's a trick question. Yeah, I've never heard one. And it is a mascot, but it's just turned into a bird. It's a turkey. Hokey turkey? Yep, because it's they're also the fighting gobblers. That is a more <laughs> dignified, I think. In, Believe it or not. Old, much older mascot, the fighting gobblers. They used to bring an actual turkey in a cage onto the football field. Mm. And why do they call them the fighting gobblers? Oh, is, are you asking me? I'm asking Joel, do you know? I assume it had to do with the fact that the turkey was supposed to be fighting for the glory of the university? It was because it was a military institute and they used to eat so fast. They were gobblers. Oh. Is that true? Is I've never heard that. I hey, who has three degrees? That's true. That's true. At some point, I had to pass that test. I would think so. All right. So that was just to show. You know, you have to say if it's really their mascot, and then what is it? All right. You ready for the next one? The Williams College F's. E P H. E P H. In fact, it's pronounced Eves. Hmm. I'm going to say yes then. <laughs> Eves. The F's. The Eves. Sounds like some kind of creature on Lord of the Rings. I don't know what it is. We're not, Michelle? I'm going to go yes, but I have no idea what it is. You're only saying yes because I actually specified that the correct pronunciation, which wouldn't be necessary if it was made up. Yeah, but I also, I'm just going to guess because I've also learned that going with what we think you would do yeah, isn't necessarily <laughs> the right answer. Uh, does anybody know what it is? It is their mascot. The Eves, the Fs. Just the letter F. It's a, it's a guy with two arms on the same side of his body. Stand for ephemeral? I don't know. Ephraim, Ephraim Williams, the founder. Oh. It is. That is the name. Good. As opposed to the next one. Oh. Oh, no. The, the Swarthmore F-U's. <laughs> if only. No. It's spelled Y-O-U-S-E. Huh. E-P-H. <laughs> Y-O-U. It's very, it's very New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> The Swarthmore FUs. What what are Swarthmores? Definitely not. What are Swarthmores mascots? I don't know. Oh, I'm going with no. <laughs> Can you guys look up Swarthmores mascot, please? I don't. I don't think we should be doing intra quiz looking up. I. I you can look it up later. <laughs> On they, my own time. Maybe they don't yeah. have sports because they're a tiny school. We're a tiny school. We have sports, but we well, have Division One athletics. Like twenty in twenty one. <laughs> hey, you read the brochure, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> I did. Yeah. All right. I got another one. The Hampshire College hippies. No, hmm. that wouldn't be a thing. Simon is awfully confident. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go with no, too. It would be easy to dress up a mascot. Just get some tie-dye and some cut-off jean shorts. Is that what he's <laughs> wearing? Uh, Michelle, Ron, are you going to save this for them? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's correct. I'm going to go yes. Also, Swarthmore's mascot is, I think, a phoenix. Nah, that doesn't suit them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, Hampshire College does not have a mascot. Although, if they did... I assert that it would be the hippies. Where Where is Hampshire? Hampshire is one of the five colleges in Western Mass near Amherst. Oh, okay. They were founded in the early 70s by faculty who left all the other colleges to form a very, start a new, like, progressive you and I liberal should do arts that. school. Let's do it. There are five colleges in Lehigh Valley, right? That's true. Let's, let's have a sixth. We could start a sixth for basically podcasting yeah. classes. People would come to us to learn about, but I would actually go. All right, I got another one. The Campbell University Fighting Camels. Mm. The Campbell Camels. Too confusing. 
Campbell University. Where is that? Oh, I forgot we had a no guest. Clues. <laughs> <laughs> I was, for literally a second, I, like I said, who is this voice? <laughs> we, we were too- and then you recognize the voice of your old professor. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, can you retroactively give him a C? <laughs> Probably yes. Oh, okay. Campbell fighting camels. I think they're the soups. <laughs> I'm going to go no. I'm going to go yes. No. Yes, the answer is yes. Really? That's a little confusing. Does anybody know where Campbell University is? No. I'm going to go no also. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, please find out where Campbell University is. I'll Google it. They have a weird mascot. Yeah. How about the the University of Massachusetts Minutemen? Oh, that's... (laughs) Don't laugh. I think that... That that sounds about right. I'm going to go yes. Yeah. Michelle's just following what I say. Yeah, like, it's, just, yes it's not doing well. Thanks, I was a contrarian last time and it didn't benefit me, so I'm going to go with yes, conformity. It is yes. <laughs> All right, how about the MIT nerds? <laughs> uh, I think there are some there, which is just fine, but I don't think that what they friends would Friends of the show? Friends of the show, why not? All, f- all future guests. Um, I'm going to say I, I'm going to say no. I don't think they would do that. No. No. I'm trying to remember there. You de- you know it's definitely not nerds. They just no, it's might like be crazy enough. Something like uh, engineering related. Okay, yeah. well then I'll give you another option mm. since it's not nerds. Mm. How about the MIT engineers? That's possible. That was Lehigh's former name. And it's MIT's current name. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. No. Why I'm going to did... go with yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we know the origin story for Lafayette's mascot? I've always wondered why it's not the marquee. You know, you have a guy running around on the field with, mm. the, with, the, with the sword. I don't know if this and is... the sword is very popular these days. I don't so. know if this is true, but right now, the, the Lafayette mascot is the leopard. And I believe at one time it was just the maroon. Which I sort what of, do you mean the color? <laughs> yeah, the color. Yeah. It, it's, a lot of schools do that. Which I like. It's like it's like the Stanford Cardinal. I mean, it's Cornell it's, Big Red. There you go. It's mm. sort of uh, it's nice. Tulane uh, Green Wave. It's abstract. Uh, I, maybe maroon is too close to moron. <laughs> do you, do you think Lafayette chose the leopard just because they both started with L? I'm trying to understand the the deep abiding connection between the leopard know. and Lafayette. Alliteration is important. Yeah. I don't think we have any leopards in Eastern Pennsylvania that I know of. Mountain leopards. You if know any, what we need? If, we need a sports-related individual in this show. We should get some from okay. athletics. We should. Yeah. We should. Good but, okay, note, note that down, guys. But also, if there are any leopards listening. Yes. <laughs> either either way. Yeah. Okay. You know, another, another question? I got another one. Yeah. What is it? University of Arkansas at Monticello, bull weevils. Uh, oh, yeah. That's sure. possible. That would be cool. If it's not that, they should make it that. If anyone in Arkansas is listening. Sure. I'll go with yes. Yes, it is. Wow. Well, About University of Missouri at Rolla... Weeble wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Are you are you guys out there familiar with weeble wo- weeble wobbles? Weeble, yes. Weeble no. wobble. Weeble? I am not. No. They wobble, but they don't fall down. Wow. How old are you, Michelle? I'm 19. How would you have known that? You're 19. When oh, did you turn 19? Uh, a month and a half ago. Oh, oh. Congratulations. Um, is that, she is that, she was born in 1997. Oh, we can do the math. We can oh, do yeah, the we, math, Renan. But Renan did the math wrong. Oh well, <laughs> we can do the can't math. do the math. Now, did you have one more question there? I have one more. What is it? What is Elon's mascot? Oh, Joel, what is <laughs> Elon's mascot? They are listening right now. And not only what was he, what, your what position is, is contingent on this. Yeah, what is Elon's mascot? What is its former mascot before this former mascot? Former mascot. The engineers. We got two. What what is the I hope it's mascot? the Knowles. The Elon Knowles. Be good. Uh Elon spelled backwards is Leon. 
That's also uh, <laughs> a little trivia for you guys. <laughs> Ooh, that one builds, doesn't it? That's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to plead ignorance. Oh, come on, Joel. Uh, g- give me, give us a guess. Anything? No, no guess. Okay, the Elon mascot is the Elon Phoenix. Now it's not the Phoenixes oh, yeah, no, or the I Phoenix remember. eye. It's a, it's a singular Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix Rising. Yes, and before that, up until 2000, the was mascot of Elon. It, well, I think potentially it was. It was the fighting Christians. Indeed. Well, when I was interviewing there, I should have known this. I actually had a sandwich at a cafe known as the Fighting Christian. It was a hamburger. Was the college started during and the I Crusades? Explained, I thought no, you were going to say you got in a fight with a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a couple of my colleagues explained the origins of this mascot. It was originally a, um, a reli- private religious institution, mm-hmm. and the mascot was the Fighting Christian. And he looks they, mean. And when they became a, a university around the year 2000... They changed their mask on. How did you all deal with the snow? Watch me do something clever. What's that? So I heard it. It snowed on a Saturday, which is conveniently sandwiched between a Friday and a Sunday. It makes me wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Joel. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh wow. That took me way too long. (laughs) Joel, let's, uh, let's talk about this Friday, Sunday question. I'm sure you know something about it because you are an avid listener to the show. Avid listener. I'm going to, I'm going to go on to the Friday, Sunday question. So Joel, tell me about your preferences. Are you a, are you a Friday person or are you a Sunday person? (laughs) I'm a Friday person. You're a Friday person. Sunday, well, let's start with the benefits of Friday. Yeah. Friday, it's it's hope, it's aspiration, it's mm-hmm. the possibilities of Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you have the work, so you do some work, and then mm-hmm. while you're doing the work, you have, you know, the satisfaction of the work and also the, the thinking about the future, right? Sure, yeah. So, it's great. You don't have to convince me. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sunday, I mean, you know, Sunday is, Monday morning comes and you've got three classes to prep and... You know, Sunday's a work day a lot of times for me. Yeah, so. the European Union depends on it. That's true. It's true. Now, um, what are your feelings on black licorice? Black licorice. I am not a fan of licorice. Ah, once again. This keeps fitting. It does. The candy and the Friday Sunday preferences really? are just go hand in hand. Correlation or causation? I'm going to say causation on the show right now. Causation. I don't know which way, but <laughs> I'll figure that out. Just like the new part, are you, you're more inclined to eat at a TGI Fridays than to start a TGI Sundays? You would not I'm inclined to do neither of those <laughs> two well, another, things. Another sponsor lost. An Applebee's guy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like their riblets. I like the fact that all their food comes on skillets. You know, it doesn't matter, matter what you order. You can order a hot dog that comes out on a skillet. Do you know, I, speaking of food coming out on skillets, I will, when I'm at a restaurant, I will often not get the quesadillas because they come on a sizzling skillet and every time those come out people start turning their heads like to say what what is that noise and what's that smoke and i don't like to be the center of attention like that so i do not enter the, i do not order the quesadillas and don't sit on the same side of the table with jen if Ooh. people won't be looking at you call back i suggest we wrap it up i think i think we do this has been various breads and butters joel shelton thank you so much for coming down it's been wonderful it's been a pleasure, yeah. but I'm looking, you know, I thought I was going to get various breads and butters. I'm really a big fan of bread. Mm. So yeah. we do not. We, we ate it all before you got here. Exactly. Yeah. We're carbo-loading. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to run a marathon tomorrow. But anyway, thank you for being here. Episode 59 was a pleasure. If you have any questions for us out there, you can email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com or tweet us at some later date. 
Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, Headphones off. Headphones off. We were eating at Five Guys, which is a family favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes against all my foodie principles, but... I've never been to yeah, a Five Guys. Good. It's pretty good. You should try it. Well, the thing is, um, they always get peanuts. And you have to crack the peanuts there at the table. Mm-hmm. They, they just have boxes full of peanuts. And you Complimentary. A, yeah, you get a... Um, and they are made in a peanut facility. Yep. <laughs> they're made in a peanut facility. Yeah. Yeah, there, there may be traces of peanut. But by the time I get done ordering, they're back at the table with two little cups of peanuts mm-hmm. that, are, that they're shelling, that they're, they're taking out of the shell. Yeah. And Alex is more of a socialist mm-hmm. because she calls hers the public crackery. Oh, okay. Where anybody can take peanuts from there. That's nice. And Harper feels like his is the private crackery where he wants you to pay for his peanuts. With what? I don't know. Other peanuts? I guess more peanuts. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to trying to push through the concept of the public crackery. Public crackery. Public crackery.